0: that is the Gold Cup hero.
1: Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see.
2: Hello and welcome to another edition of the race hour, a bit of a special one of course, a one-off right in the middle of the, the flat season uh, because Galway comes round. and when Galway comes round, uh, myself and Dermot Nolan like to reacquaint ourselves and, uh, and discuss racing again, it doesn't happen too often during the summer but I'm delighted to say it's going to happen today, Dermot Nolan is here. Hello Dino, how are you buddy? I'm very well, Dan. And uh, you know, I need to do this. I think we do it every two or three years now in the race. hour, you got married again? I did. I did. I did. We we missed out in our
3: our big wedding the first time. We had uh, we had nine family members there with COVID, so we uh, we said that we would rock on again and have it again. So we're uh, yeah, we went back at it again, Dean. But
2: I can assure everyone that that is now it. <laughs> I should clarify; it was to the same person. Same, same person. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Lovely showing. Yeah, fair play and uh, and congrats. That's from myself and and all the listeners, of course. Um, and this is, of course, the Race Hour podcast brought to you with gambling.com and the tote because Jamie Benson is back on. Jamie, we haven't spoken to you for a little while.
0: <laughs> yeah, how are you going, now It's good to catch up with the boys. Um, especially yeah. uh, and, now, and now, now, now that uh, Dermo has been made a proper man and uh, and done the right thing, and congratulations to the, the whole Dermo family um that's uh, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful
1: news
2: that's very nice we did get a very nice tweet actually on twitter that someone was massively confused because they assumed that myself and derma have been in a relationship <laughs> for rather many a year which uh, your relationship uh, goes
0: far beyond marriage boys
2: <laughs> no, it's a deeper connection um, that's fine um i gotta say gary connolly is back on the race hour gary how are you
1: Feeling good, lads. Just about recovered from Dermo's wedding after us to study the farm book. Back a few losers. So, thanks for having me on again.
2: Pleasure pleasure indeed. Okay, so you know who's on uh, this this podcast, I know it's a bit of a one-off in the middle of the season, but it's rather famous because I think, Demo, it's only six years ago that we did land the Galway Plate and Hurdle Double with of Flow and Tigris River. Only six years ago since we tipped to winner on this podcast. That's pretty uh, remarkable. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hector was on that did, year, wasn't he? That was, I think he yeah, was. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah Hector yeah. actually is, is part of the golden pantheon of Race Hour podcast Unfortunately, we, ha- we don't have him this year. Um, but I think we also landed Aramon. Um, I think Demo, you missed Saudi yeah, the year they won. Uh, After backing them all year, yeah, yeah, thirty-seven times previously. I think yeah, on race podcast, you took that horse up, um, and then Hewick. I think did we do a video previously? Tom, just, Tom was all Hewik, over yeah. Yeah. yeah, Tom was all over him. Yeah. He does love the shark. Um, OK, uh, well, we've got plenty to look forward to at Galway this week. Of course, it's all going on whilst uh, Goodwood is going on, but we just don't do the flat on here. We're going to kick off uh, this this episode with uh, a bit of chat about the Tote because obviously they've been loyal supporters of the race hour over the last 12 months. And uh, let's talk about what, Jamie, have you been doing your conquers in the Beat Bensons? What's been going on? I know there's another tournament this weekend uh, for the King George meeting, but of course, that's going to include all races. Um, how have you been getting on? Yeah,
0: I mean, now that I haven't had to show my working on here, I've actually been doing quite well. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, no, I, had, I had a great ask. It actually I had a uh, been an over queen for for Jesse. Did me a, an absolute touch. Um, paid almost double on the whirlpool versus ESP as well. So um, all sorts of value going on with the tote. That was like four different marketing messages in one comment there. But um, yeah, yeah, no, it's been it's been great fun. It's been like I said, we've got another tournament this Saturday. Um, Fantasy is continuing to grow. We've got some more in pool. We're running two or three pools a day now on that. So basically, wherever the racing is, you can you can play fantasy on it, which is great. Um, and yeah, we're even sponsoring it at uh, at Galway. It's the tote Galway plate, and uh, there's also more importantly the tote fantasy. Who's in your stable? Handicap hurdle. It's the one they want to win, lads.
2: <laughs> I was gonna go to that but That is that uh, is yeah that is a particularly high profile uh, race <laughs> that one for, for the week ahead uh, you're doing something Jamie that you know I hope I'm not you know this I think it's the last chance to get involved but you've got a horse where you can get shares involved is that true my race horse on the top
0: yeah absolutely it's um it's this Saturday all you need to do is just join the the fantasy private league for the my racehorse thing it's basically it'll be on all our socials and on our website. And um, you can know the top 10 people are going to get a share in either a horse called Watcher or a horse called Get It, which are both my racehorse, uh, sort of micro-share syndicates, um, both trained by George Baker, both rated 92 and both planning on running at Glorious Goodwood. Um, so it's it's just a nice little bonus to uh, to all those playing fantasy because it, it's just, you know, it's all about having the crack, isn't it, fantasy? And that's what... Uh, my is also happy to support us with and um, want to give away some shares to, to some fantasy players. So, yeah, get involved. Have a go. Enter your stable. Uh, top 10 in that private league will get a share in the in in glorious Google runner. What more do you want?
2: Love that. I will be back involved with the fantasy. I tend to just switch off during the flat season and wait for, you know, I played it a couple of times during Royal Ascot, of course, and then now I'm going to get back involved for Galway and Goodwood. I guess you're going to sprinkle all the races across those two meetings, aren't you?
0: Uh, yeah, what we'll probably do is run a Galway pool and a Goodwood pool. Um, oh, nice. So you can you can play either, both, uh, but definitely do both. Uh, Go <laughs> um, <laughs> respons- responsibly um but uh yeah no so basically whenever whenever there'll be good racing um fancy will be covering it and then whenever we always have an ITV pool as well so uh this Saturday it will be Ascot and York um making up the seven races but obviously the King George being the headline there um sadly not our type of King George lads but um ah, well
2: what are you going to do (laughs) <laughs> they just really shouldn't name a race after a great race. Just, just, the <laughs> yeah, no, never mind. Uh, yeah, that's all good. That's all good. Thank you, Jamie. I'll look forward to it. I do believe also during those wild pool days, uh, Tuesday to Thursday, um, I think you've got an enhanced offer on the tote bet 10, get 30. But if you get involved beforehand, uh, it's it's the 20 quid offer on gambler.com. Just go check it out. The tote is going to be the place to be uh, this week. Let's get on to the racing, if we don't mind at this point. Uh, we're going to start on Monday at Galway, and the Connaught Hotel Qualified Riders Handicap is always the big race. Uh, Demo. I'm going to come to you first. Um, we've gone close on this in the past with some big price horses, and uh, you might remember one called Foveros.
3: Yes, he's back again, Dean. Uh, I wonder if the king of Valley Brit... Um... Aubrey McMahon might uh, might dust off his uh, his his boots and ride him again, but uh, no, he oh, love that. he's a very very uh, you just wouldn't be shocked to see kind of money come from, but uh, he's 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 a hard horse to kind of get fully behind now. You know, he's
2: um, it's a thousand to one demo this year, but I I struggle to resist. I think he
3: had yeah a very talented horse, but I don't know whether they waited too long for a target with him or what. He he just kind of missed out a few times. Um, I really liked teed up all week for this. i he's a horse that, that I actually put up in Galway last year as one of the horses to follow and he ran a, a serious race. Um, last time at Tremore he definitely needed the run. He was kind of all building up towards here. And as much as Emmett Mullins is adept Dean at uh, landing touches and everything else, he's I think it gets forgotten sometimes just how brilliant a trainer he is, you know, and just how how purely excellent he is at eking everything out of these horses with the me family this has definitely been his target and for him but he's now five to one he was bigger earlier on during the week um which i didn't take which i'm disappointed with obviously um but he's a horse that i definitely would like but i'd like him to go up a bigger i'm hoping that when patrick mullins picks one of the the old mullins horses that he gets smashed and you know this lad might be six or seven to one but i'm happy for now to leave him because the other horse that was right behind him that i like and at much better odds of kind of 12 to one is Weston for Gordon Elliott on a second run for Gordon Elliott. He was, um, he was a, a brilliant fifth at Ascot over two miles four stayed every inch of it with the weather coming, the rain coming, he'll need every inch of that now at Galway and this horse of 28 to one. He should improve for that. Now that he's been at Gordon's now for an extended period of time, he's just 12 to one looks a very big price. He'll keep going. They'll definitely book a very, good jockey, Gordon Ely would have his his hand there with an awful lot of, uh, of top-quality amateurs. So I would be very, very interested in Weston. 12-1 to 1 is just a lovely price for one that ran such an eye-catching race at Royal Ascot coming back to Galway. But of course, usual caveats, this is Galway. Um, sometimes people get overexcited about getting in one or two. That can be the worst draw at times because you, know, you can get Caught behind a wall of horses. I'm hoping that he gets out in mid-div. You do not want to be in the outside. You can get taken out in the first bend here. It's just, Galway is just reckless, but uh, reckless from a beautiful point of view, obviously. Um, but um, Weston, if he gets a good posse, good jockey, and gets himself in the right position, he'll be flying home late. He'll stay every inch of this. And yeah, I quite like him at 12-1.
2: Okay, Weston uh, highlighted at a decent price, and you make the point, Dermot, that this is bumper car racing, Gary. I'm coming to you. Can you take uh, these short prices about the favourite uh, teed up? He's not been missed. I'm seeing three to one across the board. This is getting backed as we talk.
1: Yeah, three to one is just scandalous now. Um, it was highlighted to me by um, my colleague Dermo there earlier on. We both missed the price um, during the week, so um, he's short enough now. You'd probably leave him off. Um, well, filmed in the market. Two that I like at the bigger prices. Um there's plenty of Cougar hunters in air square most nights in Galway Festival. Um, <laughs> there could be a few more in the betting ring. Um yeah, Cougar for Potty Roach. Um just like the profile, he knows how to ready one. Um decent maiden winner for Aidan O'Brien uh, before he switched stables. Okay hurdling campaign. Um he was tried at a very high grade, um, been gelded since his last run. Um just looks a fair bit of value based on his on his maiden form at 16s. And the second one I like is Dartan from Matthew Smith. Um, now, he won very well in the corridor at the start of July. He shot a really good actual, just dug in from the front. Um, this type of test will suit him. He's since bolted up in Belly, down on a handicap hurdle. And then, I don't know, Killarney, you can have viewers listeners can watch that back and see what you made of it now. Um very eye-catching run. Um, and then, I don't know, the Ballybrit air um, plus the application of cash usually um, sees a turnaround and that sort of form. So um, he's definitely, I think he's, he's he's well handicapped. He's still progressing on the flat and um, 16 to 1, he'll do for me.
2: Okay. Shout out for Cougar and Dartan uh, there from Gary. Uh, Jamie, what do you make of this uh, race? You can't get more of a minefield to kick this podcast off, I don't think.
0: Yeah, I know, and um, it's littered with a whole load of horses that I've done my absolute bollocks on in the Fred winter over the years, as
2: well. Redemption awaits you.
0: <laughs> so I've got about eight cliff horses here, which I'm trying to avoid. Um, but uh, Cougar, Cougar was on my shortlist um, for sure, but uh, for all the reasons that uh, that Gary rightly pointed out. But the one that probably I might have a bit of a swing on is he does look like he might go. Uh, is Zinc White for Ian Williams. I mean, it's absolute madness trying to back an English horse in an Irish handicap. I mean, cop onto yourself, Benson. But um, I'm also going to do a double clang here with that I was there. I was there I was there the day he won at Chester um, in the plate, in, in the Tote fans. Yeah. Who's in Your Stable uh, Chester plate, no less. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he did so much wrong that day. He was so keen at the, at the back. Um, he almost, he almost like, uh, he looked like he almost was going to fall over at one point when he came wide under Jim Crowley. And he actually won really, really well. Uh, that was off mark of 84. He runs off 92. He ran Ascot since. It wasn't good ground. It was just too fast for him. Um, and he'll get a bit more of a cut here. And he's around 25s. So I can see it a little bit shortening up now. But at 25s, you know, that was his first run. The Chester plate was his first run for Ian Williams. And he, he can often work the oracle with these types of horses. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Zinc white for me, um, but I'll have a saver on Cougar and probably about seven others in here as well. Uh, nice easy yeah, one to pick us off.
2: Definitely one for the exotics, isn't it? If you can try, you may as well have a blast. Yeah, um,
0: I, do,
2: I, do, I do find it impossible, Jamie, I have to say. Um, I do see the uh, the angle for teed up, but I mean, it's basically an Emmett Mullins angle and uh, that run behind Metti obviously makes... Makes sense here. I don't think I'll be doing much more than backing Favros and wait for the market to tell me uh, which way to go on the rest. It's already speaking massively in favor, of course, of Emmett Mullins' six year old uh, teed up. Good few mentions there, okay, across the Connaught. The next race we're going to, well, unless there's anyone else got anything for Monday, but I might come back to the end. If we go on to Tuesday, um, we're obviously going to talk about the Conquin BMW mile, the big premier handicap of the day. Um, Gary, I might kick off with you here. Salt Lake City is. uh, well, should it go, this three-year-old's going to be reasonably short again.
1: I would have thought that now, but like, there's plenty of eights at the moment still on him um, until the, the final decks are made. Again, he's, he's picked some minefield of a race to, to go through here. Um, personally, I thought Joseph O'Brien held the key to it. Um, he yep. has two strong chances for me. Adelise, um, she's solid all the season, uh, ran an all- all the big handicaps, the Aska, and um, just progressive filly. And I think she'll go well. But I do like her stable companion and probably my favorite named racehorse and trainer at the moment, one there. Um, <laughs> I think the, the last two times, excuses can be made for a... The uh, well, last three times, probably start the season at Nace, massive waycatcher in a listed race. Just got caught in the pocket. No sort of run and just came home hard-held. Uh, went to Ascot, really fancied that there. Again, not the cleanest of passages. Um, staying on really well at the debt. And then at the corridor there on Derby Day. Um, missed Fluff the Lions. No, she wasn't strong in the market that day either. Fluff the Lions, just staying on from the back but a chance of blowing at the start. Um, I think there's a, a, a big pot in this one and um, hopefully it's here.
2: Yeah, it's a big price at the minute you're on there for Joseph O'Brien, of course, um, highlighted there by Gary Demo. What do you like in the BMW uh, Conquin Premier Handicap?
3: Uh, you won't go too far wrong if you follow those colours and Adam McGuinness around Galway for a few races this week. He's um, Adam McGuinness is just a genius when it comes to these, these big flat handicaps. He's won us a few times with Salt and Salt, etc. And... Mm. Casanova last year was a brilliant second Um, really really good run behind a horse that was just smashed off the boards and just won like a very uh, he was back like they were about to watch the replay and they basically did Um, but he was a brilliant second wasn't that far behind at all flew home late under young jock Adam Caffrey Um, he, he was last year that was off 99 he'll run off 96 this year after still running a few very decent races wouldn't shock me at all were this to have been his plan um, Adam Caffrey will claim £2 less so he's still £1 b- b- better off than he was last year and we're just horses for courses we know he loves Galway we know he's ran well in this race before we know that this will have been a big target of his and Casanova at 14-1 to 1 just looks a very very big price for one who this will have been his target this will have been his main main aim all year and they've kind of got his mark right now as well and the other one I quite like is a 25-1 to 1. Sheila Lavery for our listeners from the UK maybe um, not from Australia. The Australians <laughs> don't don't seem to be huge fans of her. But um, the over in the UK, obviously, she she mightn't have made massive inroads. But most people should should know her now. She's a superb trainer, and particularly at Galway, Dean. She never leaves Galway without having having a winner. Um, and Fort Vega, twenty five to one, Ascot was probably wrong. Just the ground wasn't de- definitely wasn't right for him. But got back. On form last time, this is a very smart type of a horse, um, and in a big handicap like this, if the trip trip goes well and everything else, um, just wouldn't surprise me at all where this horse to take a big step forward. So twenty five to one Fort Vega, but Casanova would be my main dart here, Dean, at um, at 14s.
2: Yeah. Trying to work out the um, Aidan McGuinness runners is, is tricky enough. I really like that No More Porter, although I've come and stuck uh, with it a couple of times that I've got involved because it's just it's so hard to win these types of races and it keeps putting in big efforts. I thought it ran over the shorter trip there. Cara last time, Van Strike Red um, was, was interesting enough. I might be leaning there, but I'm guessing away, Jamie. Are you guessing away or do you have uh, something a bit more solid?
0: Uh, I mean, I am largely guessing away. Um, and... Dino is absolutely so. Head to is absolutely spot on. That just follow the Dooley colours. Um, yeah. He's won, I think, four la- out of the last five years. I was channelling away to him at Chester, and he's like, "We're going to win again this year, mate." Like, I was like, "Which one?" He's like, "You'll have to wait and find out." I was like, "For God's sake!"
2: Sure, he doesn't know. Like, they're all just going to go as quick yeah, as they can. Exactly. they're all going.
0: They're all, they're, they're all going. They're all trying. Um, um, I, I Casanova, would be my one as well. Um, like, he's, yeah. like, like, like you said, the, the handicapping case in point is there. Um, he's lower than when when second in the race last year, so he'd be my main dart. Um, but yeah, I'll probably just end up doing a sort of exact uh, or trifecta perm of all, of all of the five that go um, and just hope yeah. for a, a clean sweep.
2: Could Aidan O'Brien have this uh, wrapped up, though, if he does run the three-year-old Salt Lake City? I think I think if it does go, it'll go off pretty short, would be my view.
0: Yeah, it's just... I. You don't necessarily get the, the classiest winner, and I'd rather have five horses <laughs> that that you know are gonna, that you know are off for their life versus one that is maybe Plan B. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, you'd be you'd be mad to think that there wasn't more to come off mark of 101 for Salt Lake City, but um, at the prices, I'm going to chance the Dooley boys.
2: Fair enough. I might lean into the old mug double of those first two days, Salt Lake City and teed up, and then try and find some outsiders uh, around them. But, you know, that's... It's probably a weird way to go about it, but at least if they both go in, I'll be cheering them home. Uh, okay. Why don't we move on then? Because now we get into like the serious section. I mean, this is the race hour podcast, right? So we want to talk about, of course, uh, the Galway plate and the Galway hurdle. First one comes up on uh, the Wednesday, of course, and we're talking about uh, the tote Galway plate. Jamie, I have to come to you first. Um, it's solid field lining up for this. It looks, and if you can find the winner of it, I think you're a decent judge.
0: Well, you never know. I could disprove that by finding the winner. <laughs> um, but I re- I do actually really like one here, and, and it's um,
2: Hollow Games for Gordon Elliott. Um, He, If you can hear thunder being stolen behind me, that's what just happened. Oh, really? Oh, no. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll keep
0: it brief, then. I'll, I'll, I'll let. Uh... No, no, no,
2: not at all. You go ahead.
0: <laughs> uh, I was so impressed by uh, his chase debut win at Navin, uh, where we had the mighty colonel, uh, back and forth, and he jumped so beautifully that day. And then was has just been sort of taken off his feet a couple of times since first uh, and both of them in Grade Ones by by Samoa and then El Fabiello in the Arkle. Um, but then was sort of back to a bit of form in in but uh, at Punchtown coming fourth behind Dino Blue. But he just looked like he wanted to step up and trip all over his jumping when he was given a bit more time at Navan was unbelievably good, and he travelled through the race like a horse that will stay every inch of two and a half. So. Although, you know, it's a bit of a step up with the extra six and a half furlongs around Galway, you know, maybe maybe he can just sort of, um, maybe maybe his stamina won't be tested as much as the other tracks, um, but there's no reason why he wouldn't stay. He's looked crying out for this and he's only raced 142, which, bearing in mind, he's he's looked a graded horse all over. Um, I think that, that is an unbelievably good um, handicap mark. And like I say, I'm not not as concerned about his jumping as one could be, uh, given, given his sort of form figures. So, I I think that he's absolutely screaming out for a bet and he's around 10 to 1, 12s in a place. I I love that. I'm going to get heavily stuck in.
2: Yeah, I'm all over this. I I spent a bit of time going through uh, the race. Obviously, it's nice to start looking at these jumpers again. And uh, Hollow Games just stood out as right profile, right weight, right trainer. Everything looks spot on for it think you make a good point about the jump and when I just had a little bit more time getting taken off his feet maybe it's a little bit tricky uh, for a novice that definitely wanted further hollow games is a standout Dermot Nolan a standout
3: yeah his jumping would concern me particularly with those three tree down the back you can you can definitely come unstuck there and for that reason yeah just just for now I would prefer maybe a bit of an easy he'd kind of strike me as maybe an Irish national horse in time Um definitely good enough but I just his jumping would definitely be a concern for me anyway Um I like Gabby's Gabby's Cross here. Um, one over course and distance in the Blazers, which is the kind of consolation race for the horses that don't get into the plate. Uh, yeah. Won that race brilliantly. I was all over Bustleton in that yeah. race. It wasn't
0: selection that one, was it? Bustleton beats Gabby's Cross. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and Bustleton literally I thought two out I went, oh great. How how far? And Gabby's Cross just would not be passed. Since that, Gabby's Cross has ran some huge races, just isn't seeing out that last half a mile. Um over three miles was an eye catcher in the, uh, the AC's chase. Um mm. obviously the Grand National, you, you forgive that, it just went wrong, but they like has just ran some absolutely huge races back here over the right course and distance. Also, Ewick is being ridden by Brian Hughes. I do wonder That's had right. had Rachel Blackmore is more than likely booked here, I would imagine, being a Henry de Bromwich horse, but I'd imagine now if she kicked up a bit of a, you know, that she wanted, now I'm purely pontificating here, but, you know, if she really wanted to ride Uick, I would imagine she she might have been released for something like that, so th- that might bode well as well, but just experience of all those fences around the back, Gabby's Cross jumped beautifully around that day, and only six pounds higher than for that win last year, and has amassed way more experience. Uh, Gabby's Cross, first of all, and the other one uh, would be more for, an exacta, etc., would be Ennis Kerry, who's just trained by a brilliant team there by Barry Connell, and that performance on the flat last time. This is this is a grade two, arguably could could pop up in a grade one one day horse. Um, looks like a name here, Barry Connell, as we know. After marie National, when he targets one of the race, it, it, it kind of tends tends to go okay, and um, he's just a horse that's that's visibly improving race by race that was a serious performance last time so he's won a 10 to 1 that I'd be putting into the old reverse forecast or the, the exact obviously where you get better odds with the tote um, but I would be sticking with Gabby's cross as my main darty
2: fair enough Gabby's cross is a big price uh, they've always thought mountains of the horse and of course did win at this meeting last year as you pointed out demo in good style and Ennis Scary, I mean amazingly already nine like this is this is probably the big season for Ennis Scary if it's gonna if it's gonna kick on and Barry Connell he doesn't train many losers Gary
1: no like for the team he has um strike rate excellent and um, he knows how to run I'm real day. yeah. Um, I didn't think like I thought that the man was a joker, um, the way he was owning horses and uh, when he was riding them himself, I had no clue, but he certainly proved me wrong, um, especially with Marine National last year, I couldn't have had him at all in that Supreme, so um, yeah, goes there with a right chance, um, but does it, you can say that about 20 in this race, um, it's probably my favourite race of the year uh, for punting on. I was actually doing a bit of spring cleaning there and I found a docket for a wave of the sea uh, for this race. And for the hurdle, uh, boat races. And having for the notion... I'd say of, it's a uh, bigger price now, is it, Gary? <laughs> yeah, probably is. have no no idea why back backed it. But um, judging by the time it was placed in the handwriting, a couple of beverages could be on board. So um, we'll see how that one goes. Um, for myself, I'd probably be back in final orders uh, for Gavin Cromwell. Um, really progressive horse. He was a winning machine last season. Um, he's still only a seven-year-old, plenty of runs, but he's still only a seven-year-old, and I think there's still a bit of improvement to come. Um he, he rattled off a sequence there before the Chatham Festival where he was staying on fifth in the Grand Annual. Probably he'd uh, Keith Dunhill if he got that right back. Um I think I think he could have gotten a lot closer and then the top of him he, he tipped up early on. and uh, warmed up for this with a, a flat spin in Town, where he won cosily in and up. Gavin Cromwell, he he is a good target trainer here as well. Stable, it's going well, so um, he'll he'll be the one for me. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, it's hard to knock find orders and of course
2: trained by the master that is Gavin Cromwell. And with that warm up race on the flat, another one of the fancied runners. Uh, talk to me about Kilcrook, though, Gary. I mean, Willie Mullins is gonna, if this lines up, like very likely to be the favourite here. Um, he's always been a bit of a nearly
1: horse. He's just a high horse, isn't he? I think. Was it Tom Mullins was was hyping him up at one stage of the Chelten preview night, and um, he just has um, kind of lived with him forever, that, isn't it? That's it. Like he's he's a Tony he's Mullins, done, isn't it? Tony. Tony Mullins, definitely. That's, that's, that's yeah. That's it right. was. yeah um, if you take that out, like he's he's a solid horse in his own right. But um, I don't know, he's he's rated high enough for, for a race like this. Um, experience, I think, would be an issue uh, for him. Um, he's hustle and bustle. Um, Handicap chases um, around Galway in particular. I don't know. i will be against him at the price. He's, he's going to be over there. It's going to be Town and it's going to be Mullins, um, familiarish colours. So um, I, I wouldn't have him. I will not have him personally. Fair enough. Willie Mullins will have a few
2: runners in the race, of course. Um, a potentially easy game will go. And there is one that I think is a little bit dark. This Ciel Dinesh. um, if you watch its races last year, set some awful awful tasks in some very big handicaps. Now, this is nothing different to that. Um, I just wonder whether they might coax Ciel Denege into the mix here off 10 stone six. I do think it's a very high class horse that perhaps just doesn't have the rub of the green. And if there's a second up for me in this, Ciel Denege uh, will be that alongside Hollow Games, who I think the jumping can hold up here is... Um, is definitely the standout horse in the contest. I'll give everyone a final word on the Tote Galway plate. Uh, Dermo, your final pick for the race.
3: Gabby's Cross to win and Ennis Kerry to finish second.
2: Thank you. Jamie?
0: Oliver Gaines to win and Gabby's Cross to come second.
2: Lovely. And Gary Yorlo all over final orders.
1: Final orders just wins, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay following day then at Galway of course we get to the Guinness at Galway hurdle um now this race basically if you're going to talk to me about any horse that isn't trained by Willie Mullins or Tony Martin and I'll allow you to sneak in a, a baby Joseph O'Brien horse if you can find one uh, nothing else can win Demo that's how this race works
3: uh, yeah that's 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 just not right uh do you yeah.
2: something else are you yeah okay
3: um uh, Local trainer Paul Gilligan is, um, Bertie's dream would have been his Cheltenham Festival winner all those years ago, Dean. And um, he's, a, he's a very good trainer when he gets the kind of right horse. He, he slowly targets a race. But Buddy One is just a very decent animal. And like, without mocking the young jockey or coming across like I am, this horse should have been much, much closer if not winning the Martin Pipe last year. Or sorry, this year in March. Um, and Iroko th- yeah that was an absolutely huge run and Oroco was tipped like you know that horse just couldn't be beaten that day but this horse literally it it just kind of he probably went for home a bit too soon but really ran an absolute blinder and that was a serious effort ran on afterwards then to to, to, to run a huge race again at um, Aintree when he bumped it into Fenner Cross who was just a terrifically well handicapped horse Last time at Clarny would be a little bit of a concern. That was well back to Derek O'Connor up on board and just kind of didn't run his race. But look, that was a flat run. Should be absolutely more than, than ready now. And um, you'd imagine the young jockey, his son again, will be back up on board claiming seven off. Like, if he gets in here, which I, I think... He, I think he will. Him and Takao are very interesting, both of them, but they're both not guaranteed their runs, but I still would expect mm. him to probably get in, but you'd be kind of, you know, you'd be questioning yourself there with that one, but if he does get in, he's very interesting. He'd be a very, very popular local winner. Paul Gillian trains there in Galway. It would be an, a, a very popular one, and this horse is more than good enough. At bigger odds, there, there's serious rain hitting Galway. I lived in Galway for four years, and I don't think Galway's ever really without rain for that long, um, and this could turn this into a real slog the year uh, Tigers River won he wanted further as well but just you know that race really did develop into a slog and a horse that, that I've mentioned a good few times on this podcast the Capo Glory he's, he's just very interesting because last time at Tipperary two miles was too short for him that was the simplicity of it but that was on good ground and he flew home late like he was nearly t- kind of half detached at one point and flew home not to be that far behind at all in a very decent race he's a good horse and off that mark, I do think there's more to come, especially based on the you know, the El Fabiolo form. And he's ran very well at punches down twice. Uh, Galway should suit him. He's trained by a very good up and coming trainer there. Um off this mark, if the race develops into a massive slog, he is more than good enough based off that El Fabiolo form, etc. Even behind Sharjah He's just ran some some huge races, they've been clearly waiting for a big day like this. The young jockey is a very good jockey. You'd, you'd maybe prefer someone older, maybe, but look, he'll claim off him. Um, mm. So at 33 to 1, the Capo Glory, who is guaranteed a run, is very, very interesting for me. But that's under the proviso that a lot of rain falls. So at a bigger price, the Capo Glory. But if he gets in, I'll be all over. But he won.
2: All over, buddy. one then for Paul John Gilligan, of course, locally trained. That would take the roof off. As I'd add a little spin on the flat to get ready. Okay, Jamie, I'm going to come to you here. Um, you know, I still stand by my stat. You got to go back to you know probably when when demo was still in in short trousers to find anyone who's trained a winner of this that isn't Willie Mullins, Tony Martin, or the Joseph.
0: I mean, I do agree, but I'm, my selection isn't trained by any of them. So yeah. So, oh, I mean, who knows who knows but I'm gonna I'm gonna side with uh, with Captain Comby who was oh yeah he was sixth in the end in, in uh at, at Cheltenham in the Coral Cup when he turned turning for home he looked like he was going to win it um he was I thought he was going to win it on the bloody bridle he was absolutely cantering uh, and then just didn't get home over two mile five up the hill went to entry next and looked a bit over the top um and then he just had a nice pipe opener uh, on the flat at Common last time out uh behind Glan who's who's been well supported for this. But you know, that was a perfectly acceptable pipe opener over a mile and a half. And I just think that he's an incredibly well handicapped horse. Um he's been dropped further still, he, he's now rated one three seven from the one four three that he uh that he ran that mighty race at Cheltenham off. And I just think he's incredibly well handicapped. I, I, the the two mile trip is exactly what he wants, having been a strong traveller over the two and a half, I think that a drop back to two will be no problem for him, and I just, I, I just think that he has got a mighty chance off of a mark of uh, one three seven. He's twenty five to one. I couldn't quite believe he was twenty five to one. So um, yeah, I, I, I would definitely like him here. And and, and also, so he's also he's battle hardened in in those big handicaps as well, which I think is always a always a help. And he's only a six year old, so entitled to continue improving. So yeah, um, yeah, all round, all round, and very keen.
2: Okay, Captain Combi. I mean, it's a horse you've talked about on this podcast a few times uh, over the course of the jump season, of course. And you're right to point out, it's got all that big race experience And it. You know, a few of these are certainly at the top end of the market. Don't have that yet. Gary, what what do you like for the Galway herd?
1: Um, I think JP will have the winner anyway. He has a very strong hand here. Um, I think Brazil, like it's obvious, uh, the chances he holds nice pipe opener the last day over a one mile trip yep. um he's sure to go close but i like his other runner here uh, for the aforementioned willie mullins takeo i've had this horse on my mind for this race since and uh, countrystown festival where he ran in the handicap hurdle um, he was buried out the back he was making good progress uh, made a slight mistake on the last finish a good a strong finishing toward, um, yeah, ever since I seen that run, as soon as he crossed the line, I thought this is a Galway Hurdle winner, um, all written all over it. Came started his season open there in July in Tip, um, out the back, wasn't off a yard. I'd have no concerns about that run. That was just to get a run into him and prep for this. Um, he was a classy juvenile hoarder. He was a good flat he was a good maiden winner in France, Edwards um, Monford um, trained and generally when Willie Boys went off him, um, they tend to be quite useful. He used to ride out there uh, many a moon ago. So, if Willie boys went off, you, you know that, you, you know they're going to be half-decent, um, but just love the profile for the race. Um, he is an improved... He's four, Gary. He's four. four. Yeah, that's, that's what you need. A nice improving horse for this. Um, Like, he is a graded horse, uh, no doubt about that, and he's getting in here off, what, 10-4. If he gets in, that's the only slight concern, yeah. but uh, I think he should, I think he should be all right. Um, like he would be running loose off that sort of way, disaggraded horse, um, and you're getting double-figure price on him. Um, be interesting to see who's jocked up. I don't know if, it's, um, if they've put them out yet, but yeah, really, really strongly fancy this one.
2: He's like, he'd be the only four-year-old winner since uh, 2000, uh, trained by Seamus um, O'Farrell, written by Jim Collerty. That's a long time ago. That's from 1988 onwards, Gary. This is the Galway ahead. It's going to take a lot for a four-year-old to get round this. Um,
1: Willie Mullins is a magician. And um, yeah, I don't, this is I don't true. think there's many uh, four-year-olds that could be as classy as this fella going for this run.
2: No, I'd, I'd say not many have had a go. Yeah. Let's let's probably put that out there. I mean, you've got a couple likely to line up in it. Sarek the Brave, another one. Willie yeah, Mullins, he... Charger entered in a beginner's chase this week. Sar- the this. Brave
3: looked a grade one horse, didn't he? Went, uh, before bumping at the last team out. So he's, he's arguably interesting as well off 11-2, isn't he?
2: Yeah, hundred percent. And then, of course, you. I think you've got the one, um, Bailey stock or by ba- by ba- ba- Ali stock. How is how are people pronouncing that one for uh and Rich Ritchie? But that's yeah, that's up there right at the top of market for Mullins as well. Of course, beat tax for Max, um, Back a Punchestown, which is the race that I think the Takao was in, Gary. So, like yeah you know, willie mullins does have a very strong grip here i was trying to work out which one of the willie mullins horses uh, i could lean into and of course you've got finally be there as well uh, for emmett mullins but i do think that one's maybe got to the somewhere near the ceiling so i was interested to see whether this uh, horse they thought was a pretty serious bumper horse didn't turn out to be that way it was that harrant Dairy? if that got in i'd be very interested in that after it won at punchestown in May, and then ran behind the seven, of course, at Punchestown prior to that, at the festival there. Uh, if that got in, I'd definitely be having a look at that again, though. We're talking about a young horse with limited experience. Okay, we're going to have to have final words here. It's going to be won by Willie Mullins or Tony Martin, um, I would say. And no one's even mentioned the Tony Martin horse. Of course, he's got Tudor City uh, having another crack here. What to, uh, final word then, uh, Gary, I mean, yours is pretty simple. You're all over to Cal.
1: Yep. Just wins Brazil a chase at home and yeah, the feel for the Croy factor.
2: Love it. It's a cow, <laughs> demo Demo. <laughs> uh, buddy
3: won with a run. Uh, I'm just all over him. Right. Um, and That's then right. the capo glory each
2: way. The capo glory each way. Yeah, to guarantee to run that one at a big price. And, uh, and Jamie, you're, you're going back again to the well on Captain Combi.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. If anything else, just to hope that we don't get a Mullins or Martin winner, um, mix things up a bit.
2: Hey, look, it's the only stat I came with, Jamie, and I'm going to lean into it. And uh... <laughs> what, what, what have? <laughs> it cannot be disputed. Now, uh, you know, Galway is the land of plots and and magical stories and you know you might get a bit of rain but the crowd is always mighty and someone always knows something i'm hoping that the judges on this podcast uh, know something uh demo you're you're normally the the one to go to for this Uh, there must be a few whispers around or you've delved deep enough into the form book to find a few that have always been aimed at this very week of course at the valley brit why don't you tell us what they might be
3: yeah, there's kind of four that kind of stand out to me now for the week ahead. Uh, first of all, Jack Finbar runs in the 6.35 Guinness handicap, the big race on the Friday. Um, mm. First run for four years for, after four years for, for Willie Mullins. Uh, brilliant second, a Um Should definitely progress on from that. This just looks a typical Willie Mullins horse has had a break, will come back in now, absolutely flying. Willie has a decent record in that race as well. So Jack Finbar there for me is just a very, very interesting horse. Any sort of a decent price, and I'll be I'll be punting him. Um, another, yes. one, another one that's very interesting, who's she's entered all, all over the place. But Aurora Princess. Um it used to be trained by Jessica Harrington, now with Emma Mullins and the mies so this horse obviously won't be a huge price, but hopefully backable. Um just looks like they've been waiting for for Galway, really, in my opinion. This this horse was was rated 82 on the flat. For Jessica is now rated 103 over jumps, so that that mark that mark just doesn't match up. Um this horse should definitely be extremely interesting. And again, David Mullins angle is not a rare one, but uh extremely interesting. The third one that I'm very interested in is um is Bell's on her toes uh for Andy Slattery. Um brilliant second over course and distance last year, uh over seven furlongs uh off 77 is now rated 73 one last time but didn't go up a pound for it and just to me screams out that this has been a little bit of a plan again andy slattery is very good around galway as well um running off 70 so should should run in that seven furlong handicap on the tuesday so bells on her toes really really interesting and then one more who's also always targeted and it's a very very fitting name is on a session who'll be running on sunday for uh for the Baron team, this horse was second last year in the Adam McGuinness race, where he just seems to win it every year. But second to current option, um, this horse is now on a lower mark, has been aimed back at this again. The owner loves Galway um on a session. Looks extremely interesting. Just has to get his head in front again. We backed him another day, Dean, at York, if you remember, was nabbed yeah. on the line. He's just a really unlucky horse because it's not like he's, he's wayward or anything. He just seems to always find one. Uh, he deserves his big day and he's waited to win this so on a session on Sunday as well will be a decent price because that, that, that's a very competitive handicap but he's extremely interesting there um, so to, just to run through those four again Jack Finbar on Friday uh, Aurora Princess has entered all over the place um, Bells on Her Toes should run on Tuesday and then
2: on a session to uh, cap off all the week on Sunday Lovely demo. I've made note of all those four. You'll be keeping me uh, entertained during the week with those. Gary, you must have some dark stuff for the week.
1: <laughs> uh, I'll follow Dermo in on one of his, that Aurora Princess. Definitely. Um, that'll be winning this week. Um, I would be certain. Two votes. Love it. Yeah, and just two more from me then on the first day, the 750. Mr. King um, for Jerry Lyons. Yeah, he won cosily at Common there. Uh, a couple of weeks back, be pitch pitcher of a city who ran all right in Leopoldstown last night. Chased Thomas, a really good lion's horse. Um, I think he'll go very close uh, in that race. And then on the Friday, uh, Matthew Smith again, La Hacienda. Um be very interested to see how she gets on. She won over in Newcastle there in July uh, looks very progressive. And I don't think we've got to the bottom of her yet. She'll go well on the Friday. Those are the two for me. Okay.
2: Nice, Mr. King, on the first day, La Hacienda on the Friday to go with the other races that uh, we've discussed. I mean, Jamie, how long have you spent pouring over the Galway cards just yet? I think it's uh, it's tough enough already for me to try and remind myself how the race cards work. Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, I, w- I went to uh, decent depth on the on the plate and the hurdle for obvious reasons, um, and outside of that, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to get more into it nearer the time. I'd say. That's uh, probably a, the the most polite way of putting it. But uh, there, there, is, there is one horse that popped up in my tracker. It's um, yeah. finally got an entry again, which I'm really excited about, which is Finest Evermore, who's a, a, a staying hurdler for Willie Mullins. And she um, looked like she might be very useful in her sort of younger days. Like she's got form with sort of Royal Kahara and and those sort of more staying types, heaven help us, tell me something girl, at, at Leopardstown in the Mayor's Hurdle. And, um, she was last seen winning at Killarney last August. Um, uh, over two miles, se- six and a half uh, handicap hurdle off 137. She comes here off 142. She's entered in a, a listed uh, two miles, seven handicap hurdle, which should be absolutely perfect. Um, and you, I always quite like a horse coming back from a big break because I always think that they, they get them extra fit at home because as much as the common thinking would be that they... Want to go there with the, the horse, might be sort of 85%, 90%, because they don't want to push them too much. Like, I actually think that they tend to get them fitter than normal at home because mm. they just don't want They want to know that nothing's going to go wrong and they want to know that the, the horse is sound and, and all that kind of stuff. So it doesn't scare me that much, and it's Willie Mullins, so you know, it can be in better hands. So, final seven more is set to run uh, on the uh, Saturday um, for me. Lovely.
2: All right, finest evermore. Another one for your uh, notes ahead of the week. That's going to go on Saturday. Dermo flagging up Jack Finbar on Friday. Aurora Princess getting two votes from Gary and Dermo. Uh, entered all over the place for Emmett Mullins, so, of course, a man uh, to fear at Galway. Bells on her toes for Andy Slattery on the Tuesday, also from Dermo on a session on the Sunday, a horse that we talked about uh, on this podcast before and Mr. King and La Hacienda from Gary. I'm not going to add any more to uh, the mix for the week. I prefer to kind of see how it's all going to flow into the week. We do have to though of course on this podcast as is tradition uh, you know give our Galway Hurdle and Galway Plate Doubles and our nap. Now the nap can obviously be involved in those. Uh, Demo your Hurdle and Plate Double please and your nap of the week.
3: Uh, Gabby's Cross and Buddy one for the each way double, and then um, my nap would be, I'm always, never have my nap prepared for some reason. My nap would be. <laughs> this
2: is the bit where you've got like five horses and you, you'll end up talking to me after the podcast and going, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm meant to say the other one. I, yeah,
3: I should have picked the other one. Uh, Bells on her toes, I think, is just extremely interesting off that mark and everything else. So, a four pounds lower, bells on her toes, deep.
2: Okay, thank you. Um, Gary, the double, please, across the two big ones, and your best bet of the week.
1: Uh, across the big ones, final orders and to kill, just a win double will do me there Dino and nap yeah. is going to be <laughs> your one there
2: your one there of course yeah um, we highlighted that earlier on uh, fair enough, okay uh, Jamie over to you
0: uh, the win double I'm going for Hollow Games and uh, Captain Combi. almost forgot his name there uh, and then uh, very boringly I'm just going to nap up Hollow Games but I'm sure, I'm sure I'll get a vote of confidence from you on that one.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's my nap of the Week, 100%. Right, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So we, we can both row in there at Hollow Games. And if Harantz Dairy gets into the, uh, the Galway Hurdle, that's definitely where I'll be going. But, you know, as I said, just uh, when you go to Galway, you bring two wallets, two livers, and you back either Mullins or Tony Martin in the Galway Hurdle. That's what you do. And you get away with murder should be a great week uh, it's going to be a great week of course on the tote uh jamie you're going to be busy trying to stop people beating benson of course over the weekend and then and then we're into the into the big stuff
0: yeah exactly exactly um i mean just counting town days until the charlie hall aren't we lads but um <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll be there i'll be there tuesday to thursday um doing lots of fantasy stuff and uh probably getting a bit pissed so um, if anyone else is there, feel free to grab me. We'll grab a beer, and I'll give you a free fancy stable. You just need to find out what I look like first. But
2: uh... Uh, you'll find you'll find Jamie Benson, no problem. Yeah, be yeah. handsome man. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> yes, yeah, well indeed. But I was I was gonna I was gonna highlight the fact you are wearing loads of tote fancy merch. But you <laughs> can say that. Demo. Yes, <laughs> <it is> indeed. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely not a Facebook podcast,
0: <laughs> lads. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know, I know look, it's been a real pleasure it's good to be back on the race hour even if it is for a one-off special our thanks of course go uh, to the Tote of getting involved with the race hour over the year we will be back of course ahead of the jump season hopefully we pointed you uh, in the right direction for a few winners at Galway uh, the hurdle and the plate always big highlights of course of this drab, boring flat season that I know Gary hasn't been enjoying on the side um, my thanks go to Gary Connolly Demon Nolan and Jamie Benson from the Tote we'll do this all again soon enough do take care until then Relentless, remorseless, and pounding caught star into submission.